Jason Martinez. Welcome to episode 28 of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. And coming up in a minute, this is a bit of a joint episode. Had a chance to um, jump over to Jersey yesterday and hang with uh, the boys from Nasty Knuckles. Riley Cote, Derek Settlemeyer, and it, we had a lot of fun, a lot of good conversation. Talking about the team, talking about behind-the-scenes stuff, all kinds of great stuff. So it's going to be kind of a joint episode. I know they put their stuff out already on YouTube and uh, on their podcast channels, and we're going to do the same here. Um, and I want to thank them for having me. It was it was a lot of fun. I've known those guys for a long time. Two really good dudes in the hockey community here in Philadelphia. So uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, let me tell you about Bet Parks because it's a great time to get on the Bet Parks app. Tons going on this weekend. You've got late night hockey tonight. Flyers are in Vegas to take on the Vegas Golden Knights. And you can bet same game parlays, live in game betting, player performances, props, teasers, futures, you name it, it's all there. And not only on just hockey, how about hoops, college and pro? How about football, college and pro? How about uh, World Cup continues? You can bet on that and anything else in the world of sport and more. So jump on the Bet Parks app. And check it out. Just navigate it. Easy to sign up. Easy to deposit. Faster to win than ever before. Use the promo code Jason750. That'll get your risk-free bet up to $750. And uh, again, just using that promo, J-A-S-O-N-750. Again, new and existing users. Terms and conditions do apply. So do yourself a favor. Just in time for the weekend. Download the Bet Parks app today. Do you need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey? Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, go to this weekend, make a plan to head down to Route 202 in Glen Mills and see the beautiful, beautiful showroom of Conquerville Subaru. It's a great time to check out all the new Subarus, check out the great things they have to offer at Conquerville Subaru, get a chance to know the people at Conquerville Subaru. You know, it's so crazy. When we first started doing... Uh, ads on the radio many years ago, about eight and a half years ago, about I bought my first car at Conquerville Subaru and my son will buy his first car there. If you can believe it, a week from today, he's going to be 16. That's bananas. One week from today. And he'll get his first car at Conquerville Subaru. Uh, it's the Share the Love event going on right now, too. Fantastic time to head over. It's going on through January 3rd. And this is where... Subaru is going to donate $250 for every new car sold to one of five charities. And you get to pick either the SPC, ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, Nations Parks, or Conquerville's hometown charity, which is Namor's Children's Hospital of Delaware. Now, December is a great time to visit the beautiful showroom of Route 202 in Glen Mills. Check out the certified pre-owned inventory all the list of incoming Subaru vehicles, and tons more. Service department's great as well, with a free car wash with every visit. Uh, so make sure you swing by. Route 202 in Glen Mills. Check out ConqueredVilleSubaru.com online. Get details there. Check out the showroom. And remember that Conqueredville cares. All right. Join episode with myself and the boys from Nasty Knuckles. So we will roll this now, our conversation from Nasty Knuckles, and we will talk to you next time on Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. Enjoy. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. And this week, we are very fortunate to have our good buddy who hosts the pre, the intermission, and the post game for the Flyers, as well as host of the Flyers Daily podcast, 
Mr. Jason Mertatis. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I thought we were here to talk Formula One. I was ready to talk <laughs> F1. I know you do that as well. Yeah. That's right. You do it all, man. Other in the offseason, so we'll give oh. you a pass. Yeah. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. It's just uh, you know trying to get through another season, and I think it's been intriguing what's going on, even though you know wins are always intriguing, but just the presence of torts, I think, makes everything very different, but in a good way. Right. Yeah. I mean, you've been communicating with them quite a bit. Um, I know you had a podcast with them yesterday, the day before. I mean, um, you know, what's your relationship like with them? And, and, and like, what are you seeing um, from your perspective of how he's influenced the team so far? Well, I'm, you know, it's weird because when you th- kind of think the same way as somebody, you know, you your assumption is the relationship is good. I don't know how he'd answer the question. He'd probably say, I don't know. I don't have a relationship with him. He's a guy that I talk to once in a while. But right. <laughs> um, I I love the way his approach just even before he was here, I always thought that it made sense for him to be here. And then you couple that with the timing that he is here, mm-hmm. because I think everybody needs, a, you know, a big mirror held in front of him right now. And, and we know that's what Torts does. Um, and sometimes you won't like the reflection. And that's important. Um, we talked to him before every game. You know, you know the meetings we have with a head coach before the game, and they're very off the cuff. And some of the stuff is just context for us. Some of it is stuff we can use on the air, and some of it certainly is neither. So um, we have really frank discussions about players, about different elements of the game, and what they're trying to do on and off the ice. And I just think that you know the honesty that he comes with every day, and the the accountability for him that's not like a catchphrase for us that is like, yeah well I gotta be accountable you know that's easy to say hard to live right and I think he forces guys to live it you know as as best he can and it's not easy forcing that with today's athlete so mm-hmm. um, I've really enjoyed covering him I think he's a, a genuine guy you know he's a dog lover yeah. you know yeah. all those things like he's a real dude yeah so. I really, I really enjoy covering them. I've covered some good guys. I mean, Lavi, we had a blast with Lavi. Mm-hmm. Um, similarities, but some differences too. I felt like Lavi was a little bit more serious all the time. With with Torts, when kind of he's in off mode, he's a real laid back, like moves slow, chill guy, you know. So I, I really enjoy kind of being around him, and theoretically, the way he talks about the game, I agree with. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I was just going to say, like, you know, Nasty and I have talked about this a bunch, like when they when they signed Torts, like we thought it was a good fit, obviously, from his from his past and all that. How do you see, I mean, the, the Flyers start off, well, probably won some games they shouldn't have, probably because of Carter Hart, but how do you see this thing sustaining itself, um, you know, o- over the course of the rest of the season here um, with Torts behind the bench and knowing how he is, you know, especially when things get a little rocky, do you see him being able to, you know, maintain his composure and yeah, I think I think that's been a big question. You know, you see it a lot on social media, especially through the ten game winless skid. Yeah, um, going eh, this isn't what Torts thought he was getting into. He's going to walk. Then where are we? And so I think that's baloney because yeah, I think he knew walking. exactly what he's walking. Sure, into. he yeah. did. Yes. Yeah, he did. And you know, I talked to him on the pod yesterday, and you know, one of the things he talked, he loves teaching. Mm. And he's done more of that this year than ever before. Shown more video, more teaching. He's called the league young and dumb. And to some extent, yeah. he's right because the middle class is kind of gone right yeah, now. Right. I think it'll come back. But um, for as far as him not get, getting something that he didn't expect, I think that's baloney. Yeah. And 
I think he understands. You look at his history. I think there was this notion that he was going to come in here and take a team that was well below average and have it fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah. That never happens where he goes in year one. In year one, he goes and weeds out. And none of his teams have ever knocked on the door of a wild card in year one. It's about finding out who's who, who's part of the solution, who's part of the problem, who's part of the problem that we have to get out of here immediately, mm-hmm. and how do we replace them. And then we have this arc that we go on of he makes the playoffs in full year two of a full season and arcs towards however high he can get. In Tampa, that was a cup. Yep. It took four years, and he was there for six. In New York, that was a conference final, and in Columbus, got to a couple of second rounds. So where that arc goes remains to be seen, but he defies the logic of, you know, kind of the way people think. But everybody thinks he's a tyrant and yeah. he's going to burn. He burns hot and he's going to burn out quick. But the average tenure of an NHL coach is 2.4 years. His average tenure, if you take out Vancouver, is over five years. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a, 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 he's a bit of an anomaly. Yeah, in that way. right. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's had a good track record. And I think he's, say, softened a little bit. Over time, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's not the right word, but I mean, evolved. I think he's yeah, yeah, I think right. He's evolved, learned, yeah, exactly. Like uh, we had Jay Rosehill on last week, and he he was under torch only for some camps, but he said he he's amazed at how he has evolved. With as Rosie put it, the, the, it's a little softer now than it used mm-hmm. to be. Um, the game's obviously different from when he had him in Tampa. That was years and years ago, but. Uh, I think that's a perfect word. He's evolved, and and even Michael Delzato told us that. Yeah. Uh, when we had him on, he goes, "Man, he's he's a lot different than when I had him in New York when I was mm-hmm. a kid. He's like, he's a lot calmer. You know, he still gets on you. More tactical. Yes. Yeah. He, he yeah. gets on you when he should, and coaches should be able to do that anyway. That's what makes me laugh sometimes. But, you know, that's I, the funny thing. Like yeah. when they hired him, and I, I know that Dubinsky put out like, "Oh, pray for the Flyers players," and a lot of people had that same mentality, like. Oh shit! You got to deal with this guy, right? And you know, players, you know, elite athletes. You guys have been around him enough, Riles. You were one. Like they're not used to being pushed. Yeah. How do you get there without <laughs> yeah, being right? pushed? Like it seems so th- odd. Eh? Yeah, they're like this is foreign. Like how are you going to push it, an elite athlete? Well, how do you think he became any of that? You yeah. don't come out of the womb and just be able to like you know go up and down the ice. Right. I got news for you. Connor McDavid had to push mm-hmm. to yeah. get to where he is, and Ovi, and, and the great players, and they all do. So putting the guy, pushing the guy to uncomfortable levels, I think for some guys is is welcomed. Right, hundred oh, yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. you want that. You want that. Yeah. You yeah. should want. that. Yeah, you should want that. That's how you yeah. maximize you know? your, your your team. And, your and if you don't want that, I don't want you. Yeah, well, that's it, right? <laughs> and I think that's what he's. Bingo. Figure, yep. Figuring out yeah. right now with the team. Yeah, and I think I think too, like a lot of Torts' track record, what it appears to the general public is based on his media blurbs, right? So like that's all they see. They don't mm-hmm. see him behind closed doors and having yeah. communication with their players. And you have other coaches, I know like John Stevens, for example, even Hack. They get you know get knocked on for not being um, you know overly dramatic on the bench, showing emotional mm-hmm. and stuff. But you don't think all these these coaches push their players as well, just in different ways. I mean, that's just what that's what coaches do. Um, but I Hack think, was as serious as a heart attack, when, right? Yeah, when it was time, yeah, right. no doubt. He wasn't going to be going crazy on the bench because his his way of doing things was, hey, if the leader is out of control, then how do the people that I'm leading that's exactly how they exactly react. Yeah. yeah i mean and some guys like the torts he'll t- he'll mf you up and down the bench if you, you don't do something right 
but Slavy would different. too. Oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, like, he, yeah. Would too. yeah. You know that you were down there. Yeah. But. So I mean, it's it's just the you got to be who you are. You yeah, can't be right. fake, right? That's right. it. I mean, if you have a coach that's trying to message you and it's all bullshit and fake, and you're like, am I allowed to curse? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Um, cause I'm going to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, if they're I'm not being gonna. authentic to who they are yeah. as a person, you see that and you're like, this dude's phony. Yeah. yeah right. He's well, trying to be who we liked watching or something. I yep. used to have friends like, you know, around when, when that hack was here and they would be like, Oh, like he's just, he's too stoic on a bench. I'm like, are, wait, do you go underneath and get into the yeah. locker room? Do you know what he does? Like, you have no idea. Like yeah. if he, like you just said, if he's out of control on the bench and he's mm -hmm. your leader, <laughs> There's a funny story about G where hack we had a we were waiting on a review for the refs and he's got everybody over at the bench. He goes, Listen, whichever way it goes, let's just keep going. We're playing well, stay yeah. with it. And he and guys get are real quiet and G goes, If it doesn't go our way, I'm gonna fucking lose it. And and uh hack even started laughing. It was pretty funny, but yeah. But yeah, you're right. You're a phony if you're if you're yeah. acting one way and you're not one way. That's just be authentic. Be yeah, authentic, yeah, hundred percent. Because that's one of the things like John Stevens like really really kind of drilled into me was like maintaining composure. To your point, like mm -hmm. if the leader is composed and, and and calm, that trickles down to the rest of them. You know, there's a time to get yeah. worked up. Obviously, you know, you were playing sports here, but um, that was the one thing I took away from John Stevens, and that was like, that's his character, right? He's yeah. he, you know he gets fired up, but he but he picks his battles of when he shows it and how he shows it, you know, and then, you know, behind closed doors. I mean, right. you be, be careful, you know, put, put your helmet back on between periods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should be flying. But, um, you know, that was one thing that I appreciated is because it's so true. And I take that into my, my parenting. It's like if, if I'm frazzled and showing yep. lack of composure, you don't think my kids are going to be, like, mm -hmm. following the leader here? And, and, and yeah, you know, something happens down. at the house and, like, the electricity goes out and you start freaking out, like, oh, my God, you know. Like the kids are gonna be like, oh my god, this is the worst thing to ever happen. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No big deal. Let's <laughs> right. pump the generator on. Yeah. Don't worry. You know the uncrustables aren't gonna go bad. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know all that. You're good <laughs> to go. Not at your house. <laughs> no. oh, oh man, that's great. Yeah. No, that that's uh, totally right on that. You hit the nail on the head with with torts there. Um, Jason, what what are your thoughts? Like, I know you you love goalies. You're a bit of a goaltender, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> retired, but yeah, yeah, retired. But uh, Carter Hart's play this year. There's two elements of it, of what I've seen from him that I love. It's a the on ice execution and style differences, and then the mental side of him. I've always been really impressed by his mental side. Yeah. Years ahead his time from for his age and the way he processes the way he prepares the way he deals with you know being a goalie in philadelphia and being a goalie in the nhl and being a goalie that wore his country's jersey i mean there's a lot there so for us when we go oh yeah you played for world juniors you know it's not that huge of a deal in canada it's everything I mean, they have TV 20, specials. people yeah, in the building when you're playing and you're 16, 17, 18 years old. It's yeah. a pretty big deal. Pitting the hopes of a country on a 20-year-old, right? right? Yeah, That's exactly. tough. <laughs> and obviously playing that position, which is the last line, and you got to be different to play it because of the pressure that comes with it. And it's a weird position in sports. Like, like Rouse, you, you were an elite athlete, and elite athletes want to dictate and control. And a goalie is an elite athlete and that mentality to control a game because you pick that position, yeah. which is so consequential, but yet you get on the field of play and you don't have control. Like, that's a tough thing for a goalie. And I think Carter's taken some of that 
and taking it off the ice and go, I'm going to control everything up to the point where I can't control it. And that's where his preparation comes in. And I think this year, I talked to him over the summer, um, and he went home and he parked the last two years. Went out to California, played golf, played tennis with his buddies, reconnected after the pandemic and all those things. And I really felt like he parked the two years better this summer than he did prior. Didn't let one bleed into another. And he came in this year on, I mean, no preseason games in first eight games to put up a 949 save percentage. Mm, yeah, I said, incredible. I was like, shit, dude, you're never playing preseason. Again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? why, why <laughs> that's really hard for a goalie. Yeah. You, let's face it. Practices not designed for a goalie. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. So and true. so, I mean, he's just been so good. And even though it's weird to this point, 27 games in or whatever it is, he's let in some really leaky goals and ones that I know he doesn't like, you know, whether it's the one off the end boards or yeah. one that climbs his leg or, you know, but he hasn't let that bother him at all. He's been able to really reset mentally in game. They've given up the first goal a ton. Yeah. And when you're a team that has trouble scoring and they score about 2.4 goals a game and you give up the first goal, it's a hard spot for a goal. You go, yeah. I can't let anything else in if we got a shot. And he's approached it with, you know, just pucks as they come, save by save and situation by situation. And I think, to me, he's the anchor of the team going forward. Mm -hmm. um, you got to get a lot of pieces here in front of him, but if you can check that box in sports, it's like the quarterback in football. Yeah, yeah. you go into an off season, you go check. I got, I'm good there. Yeah. Everything else is a little easier to deal with, yeah. and I think he's just been excellent. I think he's a great ambassador for the team and and a great citizen of the city. I think mm, he's he a good kid, good man. So I, I love having him here. Yeah, and to your point of him, his his maturity level. Off the it's charts. Just, yeah. When even you know, when he came in, you know, you're like, he looks like he's 15, mm -hmm. but he wasn't know, he shaving had, when he came. Yeah, in. I don't no, know, he, but he he, you know, he's like a veteran. You know, yeah. you talk to him, you hear what he says, and I uh, spend quite a bit of time with him, and he's just he's just such a pro. Well, Ness, you know what he said when he came in, like the goalie graveyard of Philadelphia, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, his first response to that at 19 years old was, "I have nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with me." Yeah. I thought that was I amazing was like, perspective. Oh right? man, what a great answer! Yeah. Yes, because you're right. Like, what do you have to do with Roman Czechmonic or right. Tommy Soderstrom or Dominic Roussel? Nothing. Yeah. So why carry their burden? Yeah. And he true. didn't. And I think that's. I thought that was really cerebral and way ahead of his time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And to your point there, like you got that box checked. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of organizations are are, are trying to find that box and, and check it right i mean you have that say franchise goalie and then, then then the rest of the challenge is like building the, the rest of it I yeah mean, I mean, we're getting bodies back you know lots is back i talk about uh, the rest of the pieces and and, and say just say lots is impact and since his return and having that leadership yeah. uh, role filled i think he means so much you know he's not a super dynamic player and when they re-signed him, it was in season when they extended him and they decided not to move him at the deadline. You know, talking about it at the time, I remember was, you know, why do you do that here? You can get something for him. But I just thought the cost per acquisition to fill that hole would have been more than what you paid him. And you have the known commodity with lots. To me, I said this on the pod, I just don't think that it was any mistake that they close out that game the other night against Colorado with lots there. Yeah. I think right. he's just calming. It's when, when Niski was here, right? Yeah. Niskanen was not Bobby Orr. Some will believe that because of what happened when he left. But to me, what he did, the best thing that he did 
was in a game in the second period that was getting away from you, he'd go out and give you three nothing burger shifts in a row where maybe you didn't do anything, but the other team didn't do anything. Just calm the game down. You played it from the top of the circles hmm. in the middle of the ice, and nothing happened. And then you lose that ability to have that guy that can just take a game down three gears and slow it down and, and go, okay, we're not going to grab momentum when they're going 100 miles an hour, but maybe we can grab momentum if we can get them down to 60. And then that's what he would do. I think Lotz does that a lot. Yeah. Plus, he's you know how he is. He's cuts. He's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. Knows when to go funny, when to be serious. Great timing in that regard. I think he's a great leader, and he's a guy that clearly has a ton of respect in the room. Yep. Yes. And I think the other, you know, respect is earned. This guy came up to the NHL, played here for a year, then went down and rode the buses for a year to figure out how to be an NHL player. Yeah. If you don't gain respect by doing that and didn't bitch one second about it, at least not publicly. I know I would have bitched up and down publicly and behind the scenes. But this guy went down there, took care of business, came back. This is what I need to be an NHL player. This is what I'm going to be. And mad respect for that. Yeah, 100%. I, I had him actually down with the Phantoms there when, yeah. when he had that stint. It was more than a stint. It was it was a, it was a full, full year. Full season, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, to your point, he he had an amazing attitude. He, he came Put down. Put his head he down, right? Like, yep. He was like every other guy on that team. He was mm-hmm. you know trying to earn a spot back with the big club and – Put his head down, got a ton of minutes, reps. Yeah, um, learned who he was. Yeah, exactly. It's his humbling experience playing. You know, obviously you're playing a bigger role down there, but you know, knowing that he's probably going to work into a lesser role um, with the big club. But uh, that's hard too, Ross. It's hard right? to do. First to get rounder, on a bus right? I mean, and yeah. see the per diems way small. All that. Yeah, oh, the yeah, meals yeah, suck. The hotels are <laughs> yeah. half as good. Yeah, you know that's a hard. That's a first round pick. It's hard like to do. Quiznos. Yeah. No. <laughs> Ruth Chris or, or Quiznos. I don't know. I like Quiznos when I'm totally buckled. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> well, listen, yeah. I'm in the North American Hockey League now. Uh, the uh, the yeah. Philadelphia Rebels and and yeah, like Dominoes. What if we had, no, Quiznos. we did get Dominoes the one night. You're right, we did. What they, they, had, they had like a two for one special, right? Yeah, right. You guys go to like the the, the blue light special Actually, buffets you know, they early. Eat app, they eat at they get Applebee's, but they only get the option of the healthy food yeah they give them usually on the way somewhere and then afterwards is usually like subs or something subs yeah. you don't get the sodium special from applebee's no you don't no, you don't they, pee for like four days after eating yeah no i i don't know if they are really healthy but they they seem healthy it's yeah. like the grilled chicken with the it's the, relative know, healthier yeah, yeah healthier yeah it's not chicken but, fingers uh, and no they, they don't it's not too bad i should it's better than some of the stuff that you used to eat way back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah. The American League, man. Like, it was bad. It was total shit. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Hershey, everybody, we had to eat it, though. Those, the big, they had a cheese. They, they oh, had I remember that stuff. place. Oh, yeah, it was this, yeah. Shakey's. Yeah, Shakey's. Shakey's. Yeah. Our boy Shakey, he was, in the, he was a goalie in the Flyers organization, actually. But uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It is a little different getting on the bus after. Yeah, uh, tumbling. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's good, though. I like being yeah. humble is a good thing. Yeah, I, got fired I think a lot of radio. guys it's need good. that. Honestly, you see yeah. so many egos, and the guys don't really understand where they fit in. You know, they always yeah. think that they're better than they are, or not as mature and developed as they are. I think that probably could happen to a lot more guys, and you know, bring them back down to earth a little bit, yeah. shake them up, and then yeah, um, they're probably not that easy to do with contracts and, and the way you know the waiver waivers and all that stuff works. But uh, JVR back. I mean, yeah. it, how game. much do you see him contributing and and how long do you see him in a Flyers uniform? You think he's this When's the deadline? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Actually, when is the deadline? Yeah, baller. baller. When is it's the probably early March. Yeah, uh, around then. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. To, I mean, to me, you hate to lose a guy, especially when you know you're taking 
55 per 82 goals out of the lineup with yeah. him and Atkinson, and you're struggling to score, so you could use a guy like that. Helps obviously on the power play, mm-hmm. and just a total pro. Yeah, right. you know, yeah. the guy. I think he's he he's a lot like you, Roz, where he's just learned his body more and more and more to protect it and get the most out of it. I mean, that guy takes such good care of himself. He yeah, he does. Everything he puts in, he, he's conscious of his sleep and all that, which is so important. I think being out the six or seven weeks could be good for him because there's not there's less wear and tear. It's not like he had a knee that could recur. You know? Right. It's the hand. I mean, the hand is everything, but... Um, you know, being out, and if he can get back in, get his hands and timing and everything back and be playing well, I mean, he can help a team. Yeah. He yeah, can oh, yeah. really help a team because he's going to fit in anywhere. Yeah, he's scored some timely goals around the net, right? He's, yeah. he's Everybody needs net front For guys, sure, right? yeah, yes. big body. I mean, him and Pavelski are the two best deflectors of the puck I've seen in the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think he fits in with anybody. So there'll be a market for him. Are you going to get – a twenty twenty three first probably not because it's that's gold currency right now. Yeah. So, but I mean, if you can get a second and a, and a fourth for him, an expiring deal, you're going to eat half of it. Maybe you get a, a, a mid level prospector and a pick. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. and give him a shot. You know, yeah. give him a chance. Yeah, I'd like well. to see that like, guy good, go on a, a good run. Good man. Good, he gets good trapped guy. in Toronto for all those yeah. years. You know. And, and, like, that team can't get out of the first round because yeah. they have no goaltending. Yeah. Then you pin your hopes to Matt Murray, and what are you doing? But I don't know. I, I just don't know you can pay roster construction-wise so much money to four guys and expect to be able to build a team in yeah. the sport. you yeah. got to be able to build a team. Yeah, it hasn't seemed to work well for them yet. So. They're in Edmonton, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, if you got no D in goaltending, you're never going to get through four rounds of the playoffs. No chance. No, no chance. No. So... We'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And then, you know, obviously uh, Atkinson's still, you know, banged up. Um, You know, fully healthy Flyers team. I mean, still struggling scoring goals. Yep. Um, I mean, they weren't going to be a team that was going to go up and down the ice with Couturier, Atkinson, and JVR anyway. They don't have that guy that you can chuck over the boards where the other team goes, oh, fuck, he's on the ice, right? Yeah, right. I think you need one of those guys. Oh, you had yeah. G for years. And even when G kind of faded off a little bit, like he he was still so smart the way he played. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'm not as explosive or fast as I was, but I'll, I'm playing chess. You dickheads are playing checkers. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? No, for like, sure. Like, I'll trap you. And <laughs> That was one of the things we, we've talked about. I mean, I don't know where you're be- – well, Johnny Gaudreau is a different story, but I'm talking about G. Um you still need to replace his points, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. we did. Oh, well, I'm sure we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to be nice about it. Well yeah. said. Yeah. Well said. Um, and it, that you was were trying to soft pedal there a little yeah, bit. I was, I, was, Come on. I was, man. I, you know, but uh, that going further with that is like, I, I just felt like, in my opinion, like we had to get Johnny Gaudreau. That's just my opinion. Yeah, Some I'm on people the other disagree. side of that. You're on the other side. Yeah. See, we've had a few people be on the other side of that. One, I love the player. I one, think. he brings definitely going to put more people in your seats. Two, it makes it look like you are opening the checkbook, like we were all told. Um, and he's been an all star his whole career, and he's banging on the door to come here. Yeah, and he wanted to come here. It's a rare combination of a really good player that wanted to come here in yeah. a situation where. This isn't exactly beachfront property right now, right? right? Right. So you go, how can you not capitalize on that? And I thought, I thought 
it probably took a prudent approach to not do it because it's very tempting. I love the player. And the year he came off of last year, I mean, he was a plus 60 last year. Yeah, that's insane. That line with Lindholm and Kachuk was perfect for him. But to me, there's too many problems in the homestead to be put in the vanity bathroom in right now. And he was the vanity bathroom. Like, I got leaky plumbing. I got electrical issues. I got all kinds of stuff going wrong in this house. I can't go put in, you know, a brand new travertine heated tile shower right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's <Right>. Gaudreau. <laughs> yeah, but this is Riles. I, I mean, I yeah. do things differently. Riles ain't putting those dogs on cold tile, right? But, but like, and he's 29 and he's a great player. And yeah, he would have been, I, you know, I got caught up in it around free agency too, where I'm going, I'd love to watch him every night. Like who wouldn't, right? right He'd be right. a fool not to. And, and the story is great for him to come home being a guy that played, you know, grew up playing here, tier one and everything. But I just didn't think it was the right time. time yeah, yeah, we've heard people say yeah. that. Yeah. And it's the same thing, you know, my same approach was kind of with Dabrinka, too, even though you had to trade for him. And the package wasn't that exorbitant. I thought it would be higher than it was without without Otto did. But I was going, I'm not going to give up anything if the guy can just walk. And yeah. they're different because Goudreau would have locked in. Yeah. But I just didn't think it was time for that coupled with the 2023 draft coming. And that's a crapshoot. I mean, even if you're the worst team, you got an 18% chance of right. landing number one, which is, you know, I'd basically, and what the math tells me, if, if you got an 18%, you got an 82% chance of not no, getting it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We always look at the Simple yeah. math. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's not, they're not great odds, but I, I just didn't think it was the right time to do that. Um, Unfortunately, I wish the organization was in a different spot where they could add a sports car in the driveway. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't, I don't think it was the right time to do that, even though I'm sentimental to the situation. Yeah. Right. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. We've been battling that one back and forth a little bit. And then he goes to Columbus and they're like, you know, bottom of the barrel. It's like, it's they're like, bad. holy cow. It's did like, you see the game last night? Tate yeah, Thompson. Yeah. Holy, how about yeah. that dude, right? Yeah, Four yeah, in the first period. Yeah. It's yeah. Not bad. It's not a bad. He shooter. had six points. He had five goals and an assist in 10 and a half minutes of ice time. Yeah. That's the most efficient ice time it's I've like ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I played a lot of those beer against. league games yeah. against yeah. as the goalie in beer league. I'm looking over the bench going, we don't have a fucking backup. Yeah. <laughs> You don't have a back. Or I played, against, yanked, eh? I played against Riles one time. I'm playing for, I forget what, which uh, charity it was, with Eric Ty. Oh, the yeah, guy with right. one arm. I played against him growing up. He was on That's Incredible. And I'm in the room before the game. We're getting ready to play the Flyers alumni. And I'm getting dressed. I got my bottoms on. And I go, yo, Ty, where's the other goalies? He goes, you're it. Yeah. I go, what do you mean? He goes, you're the only one. I go, dude, you don't play against the alumni with one goalie. <laughs> These guys, like, don't come in the zone and just come in and shoot and leave. Yeah. They just cycle you down low, burn your quads through your pants, right? Yeah, right. And yeah. then you get, like, 82 shots, and you're, like, dead to the world. <laughs> then I had to fight the animal. I had to fight Frankie because oh, I talk shit about him on the radio. I said, if you can skate from goal line to goal line without falling. Oh, boy. He came after you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had the jersey over my head. My mask went flying. No yeah. Way. Oh, that would have been something. And Riles was nowhere in sight to yeah, fucking bail me in? out. I don't know. <laughs> We're sitting on the bench. Laughing. <laughs> 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 like, look at this idiot. He oh, had the man. balls to say something about oh, the animal. Oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> I thought maybe when even when uh, Frankie steps over the red line and, and fires the blaster right at the goalie's head. <laughs> yeah. that he well, he came in off. on me at one point like, and tried to 
to just take a bomb from the top of the circle and totally flubbed it. And yeah, I laughed yeah. at him. <laughs> it like dribbled in and I covered it. I'm like, well, he's using like a PPMG 5030, like a freaking hunk of tree. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm like, dude, get a composite. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you should have seen. You should have seen the other night. Riles and I had to play in a game. Yeah. And the goalie was just right under his skin, boy. Oh yeah. He was wound. I haven't seen him wound up he since he played only maybe one other time. The guy was chirping. I mean, I, he was trying to be funny, and it, but someone was getting a little wound up. Well, I played it. this guy before, and he was doing the same thing. I said to him, actually, when he said one thing, I, I looked at him or a face-off, and I said, you're going to get one right in the throat in a minute. Yeah. You better like better back, go buy a back, dangler, buddy. Back, yeah, back <laughs> down, and he kept going. Right, You did rip one off his uh, mask, I think, or tried to. I tried to, to yeah. Oh, oh yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's men's league, and I got thick skin. Like I've yeah. been chirped before, obviously, but like I'm like, God damn! I'm like, dude, lay off. This is men's league. I mean, like, dude, I wanted to go to like the old man league, but I I was like, I can't do it. Like they have like over forties, yeah. You know? And, oh, and I get calls all the time, like, Hey, can you fill in tonight over forty? And I'm like, Nope, can't do it. Nope, can't do it. Because like I'm gonna just look like a donkey if I go. Because some dude's going to, some fucking bender's going to come in, like, on a breakaway. And as a goalie, he's just showing me. This dude's going high glove. He's he's locked in. And then he's going to miss it. And he's yeah. going to go low fast. And I'm going to look like the dick. Yeah. Right? On the ice through the stick. Yeah, yeah. and I'm going to be like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Oh, it was pretty funny. Was I've taken it. enough concussions. I'm out. I, yeah. I, is, that I, why, is that why you're tired? Yeah. yeah concussions. Okay. Yeah. I, I wanted to make it to 50. My hips are gassed. I got to get them done. Oh, really? And. I played one game after 50, and I caught one right square, like, in the mouth area. Oh. It wasn't a hard shot, but it caught me square and flat, and I could smell the sulfur and everything. I was fucked up for a couple of weeks. And at my height, like, head's in the danger zone. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it, let's face it. And I've had a ton over my career playing, and um, I think enough's enough. It's scrambled enough. I don't blame you. Sunglasses all the time because the oh yeah man. Once you start I'm screwing with the head, you got to make some serious decisions. Yeah, I mean. I'm sure I'll play again. I'm on the ice coaching for my kids team. Oh yeah, so good. Oh cool. That that's enough for now, and I'll probably get back out and play in that old man league just to feel it a little bit. But for now, I'm well, Nasty and I are in the old man league. Thirty-four, thirty-five, and over. Yeah, still. Old man. But they chopped ours to 38. 38. 38 yeah, really? I'm like, why? We can enough guys, right? Oh, okay. Well, there's still teams that have guys under 35. Yeah, sure. We know yeah, especially when everybody comes home from college and all that shit. Yeah. Squeezing a few ringers. Yeah. You brought bring up the uh, concussion uh, issue. I mean, Voracek. Yeah. Um, Jakey. Dealing with that is messed up and sounds like, cool. It doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound I mean, good. Yeah, it sounds like it could be it for him. What a shame, um, eh? It's like that. I, I'm sick for him because d- is there a better dude, right? Oh, oh he's a that never, beauty. never f- advertised how good of a dude he is, right? Like, you you know where I worked in NBA one down there, yeah. and every game, win, lose, no matter what, that dude had a group there, not of friends, but of wounded warriors, special needs, something all the time, and he would come into that room. You could they could have got their ass kicked eight to one. He was in that room shaking everybody's hand, taking pictures, talking with them, giving them real time. And I used to embarrass him because I would tell, I'd be like, I know you don't tell anybody about it, but I do. And the fact that you do it and don't tell anybody about the stuff you do makes it even more genuine. I feel horrible for him because he was such a good player. Yeah. yeah. Like puck protection ability. Oh, yeah. Like, Explosive. I, that's oh, like a God. Czech Republic yeah, big Yager right. ass yeah, thing. Right? Right? Yeah, right. It is. Yeah. And he was so good at possession and. Great career. I hope it's not over for him. 
Um, yeah. And frankly, he's one of those kind of characters you need in the game. Yeah, that's got oh, the balls God. to sit up there and say something. Yeah, because we always complain. Media always, oh, why even talk to them? They don't say anything. It's all cliches. We got to work hard, cycle, get bucks deep, blah blah blah. He'll go up there and say something. And then the media gives him shit for saying something. It's yeah. like, which one do you want? Yeah, <laughs> right. And he will say whatever he's oh, thinking, yeah. that's oh, for sure. That's why I love them. <laughs> there was, I used to laugh. There was this guy. I don't know who the guy was, but there was a guy that sat about four rows back to my left, when I, you know, where I was on the mm -hmm. bench right there where you and I would always see each other in warm-ups and talk. And this guy was about four or five rows back, and he would just give it to the boys. When we're on a power play if we didn't score. No. Oh. And he would say he would be yelling, and you could hear him because it'd be you know you could just hear the guy and Jake would be like, "Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! You think we're not trying? Jesus. You're not helping!" You know, like, yeah, he would right. always single this guy out. This guy, and I think the guy loved it because oh, he yeah, always sure he said it. But you got attention. Yeah, there, we were yeah. in we were in uh, Columbus. It might have might have been my my last year when I was with the team. We were at Columbus, and there was a guy right bes like right beside our bench, like second row and his little daughter was with him i felt bad for her because she was upset she, he's just giving it to jake you fucking traitor you traitor and he finally turns and he goes you guys fucking traded me he's like are you kidding me he goes shut the fuck up and he goes i'm sorry sweetheart your dad's a fucking idiot <laughs> i didn't trade me and I'm, like, I'm like standing right beside him and i'm like it's okay. Like to the girl, to the little girl, she's like starting to cry. So he's like, give her. You're I like, here's her a stick. Yeah, no, yeah, I gave her a stick. Yeah. I came back, and gave her. Oh, a stick. you went big and gave her and a twig, the, huh? And the dad, and yeah, and for Jake, that's huge because he doesn't go through many sticks. Skates, yeah. yes, sticks. No, I made all his sticks at, at that time, um, and he used the stick till he broke it. Yeah, you know, like he he was not hard on the stick budget, but but the, he says you traded me. You know, Columbus <laughs> traded him to to Philly. It was pretty funny. And then he goes back there, but uh, yeah, Jake was awesome. I'm I'm uh, sad for him. Hopefully, like you said, you know, maybe takes the rest of this year and sees see you know. Yeah, see he's he in is. the last year of his deal, correct? Oh, that's true too. Yeah, that's so, right. I forgot about that. Oh, he does? One more. Okay, baller says he's Well, shit, then collect the dough and just chill. Yeah. 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 You know, Frick, you earned it. No and doubt. I mean, look at the guy's point-per-game numbers. Yeah. And every, I mean, they're, he's one of those guys that I don't think will be remembered for the player that he was. Right. Yeah. He's a fantastic player. Oh, I agree, yeah. Even better, dude. Man, he cracks yeah. me up. We yeah. had him on here, man. He's just like a cartoon character. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just love how just look at him disheveled he looked yeah. all the time. Yeah. It was great. Oh, man, he is classy. That fucking oh, hairdo was just a, out of control with the beard and everything. He comes cruising in. He's got a $5,000 suit on and $1,000 pair of shoes, and his hair's everywhere. Yeah. And his beard's awful. Yeah. He looks like he was Wiry. groomed by Castaway. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Guys would just give it to him, too. They'd be like, oh, my God, like, like clean up. He's like, why? I, fucking, I don't fucking need to. Yeah, you know, like just like okay, man, whatever. But uh, beautiful beauty, beauty yeah. for sure. Uh, sh shifting gears, I wanted to ask you your opinion on uh, the, the whole big rig Pat Maroon thing the other day with oh, uh, yeah. the Jack Edwards. Uh, uh, Jack Edwards, such a jerk. What off. a jerk off, <laughs> eh? Like, there's a lot. I've been a media member for a long time, um, but there's a lot of people in the media that needs the shit kicked out of them. Yeah, and I agree he's with that. Right at the top of the list, he has been for a long time. I feel. Yeah, he's yeah. just a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, like, it's fine. Well, wait, like, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> uh, but it's fine to, like, be critical of a guy's right, play right. and base it on, you know, your opinion, what, however educated or uneducated it is. 
But to go there, I think, is just so far below the line. Like, I worked at WIP for years. I was management there. And that was not an easy management job. I mean, you had Eskin, Cataldi, and the place was built on ego of the talent. Yeah, right. Tom Bigby did yeah, it that true, way on purpose. Yeah. I want my talent to have ego. Yeah. <laughs> so he built their egos up. Yeah. But And they were very critical of the teams. I sat through 100 meetings where executives from teams came in and said, we're fine with you criticizing us, but you cannot get personal. Yeah. Right. You know, and, oh, that yeah. was the thing. And what Jack Edwards did was be over the line of, yeah. it was it was a hack job. And I think it's embarrassing for the industry and embarrassing. I mean, he's not embarrassed because he gets attention out of it. And yeah. he clearly doesn't care. I, I thought it was bad. I, I thought Maroon handled it publicly. I thought it was, well. I thought it was amazing yeah, how was he handled amazing. it. Yeah, it was I, I'm hearing that behind the scenes he didn't handle it quite as. Oh, really? Okay. Right. Well, he was red ass. He was, yeah. and he should be. I yeah. mean, yeah. if I'm him, I, I request to meet the guy face to face. Sure. And I'm not saying get physical or anything, but like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Like, it, you know, it's funny, Jason. You like in locker rooms, like you know, speaking to Jake, like not in the best shape, mm-hmm. but. The guys were here in a room. We could we could joke with each other. That's yeah. not something you say. Over. Never. Like not you, that's, you don't do. No. I wouldn't say that in front of people. I didn't know that we joke around with a guy. Yeah. You know, in a room. Yeah, you give something. a guy shit. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You know, for fun. But that's just you, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, you can't do that. It wasn't just like a like a one little blurb. It, it was like it was oh, like no, 15, whole 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah, it was just dragged it out and couldn't stop yeah. himself. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was really low class, but I, but again, considering the source, yeah, I'm not shocked at all. I thought there had been like a little bit of cancel culture action happening after yeah, that. I thought like, so. maybe I thought... the league would step in because yeah. of all these things, you know, your body shaming—it's yeah. a real thing, right? I mean, it's like not... it's going on everywhere. Yeah, like, I, mean... I mean, I got young kids, and you know, you guys do. T- I mean, it's like the shit that goes on, the p- things that people say now with no repercussions at all. Like, it's got an effect on people. I have yeah. daughters. I mean, it's, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. These girls are brutal. Yeah, <laughs> I got brutal. Two too, so does yeah. Nast. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a tough world out there, but that's the stuff that you know can be avoided, right? I mean, it's like it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It was just like well, then like people hear that and they think it's okay. Yeah, I you know. know. And it's like and it's, and the, for the people that think it's funny, like you need your ass kicked too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not funny. Yeah. There's nothing funny about it. So. I just think it's really bad for him. And frankly, I blame their employer, too. The employer should have to step in, suspend the guy, do something. Show him that there's repercussions. Yeah, for I agree like with that. that, yeah. And they, they don't. Do message sending, yeah. Yep, they don't do it. No. It's a joke. I thought that I would see something the next day. You know what I mean? Like, after Patty was very good with what he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought at least Jack would come out. With something apologize, yeah, right, yeah. Su- statement, yeah, some something. sort of statement. Yeah, I thought, yeah. to be honest, I thought the Bruins should have too. I agree with you. They should have come out and said, "Hey, we don't endorse what Jack said. We think it was wrong." Blah blah blah. Right. And whether you get a quote from Jack Edwards or not, I thought yeah. the Bruins should have come out and supported a player some in the something. PA. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but that was uh, yeah interesting. But I, I, you know, I, I know Patty. I coached him. Um, you know, he, he's a good guy. I, I don't know what was done, you know, or, or said behind the scenes, but what he did publicly, I thought was classy. You well, his, I mean? PR, like, his PR group did the right job there. Yeah. You know, he yeah. was probably pissed when he heard about it. And sure. They said, look, 
that part is what it is. Let's do something good with it now. Yeah. And and Patty being smart enough and savvy enough at this point in his career, maybe earlier in his career he wouldn't have done he, that. He would have not done that, I'm sure. You know, but let's turn it into something positive and create a little awareness and you know, and and he did and good on him for doing it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there was there's definitely a silver lining and a, and a positive out of that whole thing, but uh, yeah, there's so much avoided. negativity in the world. Like we don't need to add to that. Yeah, shit. I know, right? That's exactly. Um, you know, shifting back to the Flyers, um, you know, outside of Carter Hart, which is a highlight of the season, you know, say Torts, um, anything else that's jumping out to you um, that that you're TK. liking? TK, yeah, yeah. Um, he just came in in such good physical condition. Like I hated seeing him go out for that period of time. It's yeah. such a, right. a nothing burger injury kind yeah. of thing. But um, to me, I, I've always felt like you guys have been around him. I've always felt he's a guy that wants to be pushed and wants to be coached hard. Yep. Um, and I think with G leaving has really opened up a space of air for him as a leader Maybe when G was here, and this isn't a knock against G, it's just the way it was. But without G here, I think he's grabbed a little bit more of that leadership thing. And I mm-hmm. think that's good for him. Like, I think he should end up with a letter on his jersey. Yeah. Because I think it invests him more. He's been a leader every level he's been at. He's been a captain everywhere he's yeah. been until he got to the NHL. Um, and I think just think he's worked really hard and been really receptive to the coaching. I think he's a – you know him personally better than I do, but – um, I think he's a pleaser. He wants to please people. And that goes in how he's being coached, too. I mean, T- TK's on the PK. Right. I mean, did you ever think you'd say that? No. I didn't either. Mm, it's pretty good. No. I blocked two shots last night yep. in succession. Yep, yeah. I saw. Yeah, and, I was there. And he's working his tail off. I, I really like the way he's come in. He's always been such a chill dude, right? I mean, there are guys – I've been doing that job for a long time, 15 years – and there's guys like in their rookie or second year, they come in and I'll talk to them in between periods or whatever, and they look like they're going to fucking faint. <laughs> like they're nervous. I'm like, yeah. you're just talking to me, dude. Nobody, yeah. Nobody's listening anyway. Right? <laughs> he comes in first time. He's like, yeah, what's up? Puts his feet up. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, totally yeah. chill. Yeah. Like, like, like he's 34. Yeah. yeah. Been through the run with the media. Totally cool. Comfortable with himself. I'm like, that, that blew my mind. Yeah. Because, like, I swear, Nolan Patrick, I thought he was going to fall asleep on his stick one night. <laughs> I'm interviewing Patty, and he's got his stick upside down, and his head's on the blade. And I think he's half asleep. He never said shit all anyway. But and I get done the interview, and I look over at Zach Hill, and he goes, I'll talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> I go, don't worry about yeah. it. Oh, but, like, Cartsy was the same way. Like, yeah. you see Cartsy in the hallway and stuff, and we'd be shooting the shit about NASCAR or whatever. Yeah. Great dude. As soon as I put a microphone in front of him, it was yeah. like, I'm not giving you dick. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want you to call me in here again. That's yeah. Cartsy for sure. Yeah. What makes you feel any better? He turned us down for nasty knuckles, so he just they don't he want to. He, he wants to wait till he's he done. He wants to wait till he's done, but yeah, yeah. he don't want to talk. But dude, that dude's never going to be done. Yeah, yeah, I drafted know. in yeah. 03. Yeah. Like you're still ticking. Got another five years still left on him. Easy. Greek, yeah, Greek god body. Yeah. Just oh yeah. Ripped to shreds. Yeah. Built, still have built never seen hockey. him take a slap shot. Yeah. <laughs> he just takes that nasty ripper. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, man. Jeez. Deceiving shot. Yeah, I like the I like the TK play uh, for sure. I mean, he's he, he, he's yeah. been he's been I say gold Hayes all too. year. Hayes, yeah, yeah, Hayes is looking. Um, I, I think that Torts did something brilliant with Hayes. That move to the wing maybe doesn't look brilliant in the grand scheme of things, but I didn't think Hayes was ticketed to the wing for another year or two hmm. until he was like thirty three and really couldn't move. 
Like, Hazy's not the most fleet of foot guy. Yeah. Like, no. we all know that. He's deceptive, though. Like, you know, with his, yeah, because he, he can go slow and off. burst. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And I think he's got, you know, one of the top puck protection guys in the league. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, you look at the – I mean, the guy's got, what, 28 points in 27 games. It's the best statistical start to his career. And and we were talking to Torts the other night, and he said this. He said, you know, earlier in my career, I would have died on the hill of getting him to do the right things defensively away from the puck. He goes, but he's 30 years old. Like, he is what he is in that regard. So how can I get him to help my team the most? Well, I got to accentuate his, his strengths, which is offense and, you know, playmaking. And I got to mitigate his weakness, which is defending down below the bottom of the circles. So make him a winger. Plus, as a center, he was a guy that always played on the periphery anyway. Yeah. yeah. Right? He's not a drive-the-middle right, kind of player. Right, No. He play makes everything off the wall, so it makes sense. And, boy, does he look good. And as long as Hazy didn't take it personally, like, I'm a center, you know. Yeah. And accepting of the wing, from which I understand he is, because it's only going to help him. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like the people look at Drew and go, you're not a center anymore. <laughs> you're not, you ain't shit. No, you're on the wing now. You had 102 points, by the way, on the wing. Yeah. So, you know, you look at it, you go. <laughs> right. At some point, you go, you, you appreciate the lessened responsibility in the D zone to help the team as best you can. Yeah. And Hayes is, I mean, he just he's piling up points on a team that doesn't have a lot of NHL talent. I'm yeah. Like, That's hard to do. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it you is. get the top lines defending you every night. So, got to give him credit. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I agree. Another guy well, I'll, I'll mention, no, maybe two of them, but, but Zach McHugh in the games that I've seen or at least gone live to see, like, he might be like the, one of the better players on the ice. This fucking guy is like, he's grinding. He's working. He's like, the Energizer yeah, Bunny. Yeah, Energizer he? Bunny. He's, he's, he's making shit happen. I know he's obviously... Uh, he's 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 not gonna score you a bunch of goals, but like he's generating energy. Like again, with the team that they have right now, at least like there's there's something there. And then you know the Deloria, I think what, seven seven fights, seven which fights, is yeah. more than twelve teams, you know, total. Combined. And then yeah. I think there's like what there was like three or four teams that didn't even have seven fights combined. Um, yeah. Not that seven fights is, I mean, early in the season is actually quite a bit, but um, at least doing their role, staying in their lane, bringing what they can. Just the, I think the issue is always about scoring goals. But you know, there's there's some pieces there to be. Yeah. Well, there's two know, guys on. that like here's your job, and like I always say in team sport, whether coaching or watching or whatever, like do your job. Do your job. As soon as you try to do somebody else's job, now I got two dudes not doing their job. Yeah. yeah. And like, go out there and be who you like, McEwen, like. Watching him, he's just a bowling ball. Mm-hmm. You know, it it doesn't look like it has any control, but it does because yeah. he's pinpoint. But he's like, look, I know I'm not going to go out there and dangle around five guys and snipe you, but I'm going to go to forecheck the balls off you and create a turnover and create opportunity. And the last couple of games, we've seen a requisite fourth fourth line with a guy like Patrick Brown in the middle or Lazinski, and then Delaria and McEwen, and the three of them together. I think can be really effective. It can almost be like that Clutterbuck, Zizekas, yeah, Martin. Martin. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Sure. Where you're not going to get scored on, but they're going to create a lot of energy. For yeah. You. yeah. And those guys will do that. And just the presence of those two. And I know the fighting thing is, is much debated. And, you know, there's a generation that believes it has no place in the game. I think it still has a place in the game. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we're not emptying the benches anymore. And, and I don't love the predetermined fight. And I don't like having to answer for a clean hit fight either. But if it's organic, it's got a place in the game because having guys like that, you know, having guys like Riles makes you feel bigger. Oh, 
they make 100%. you feel protected. It's yeah. it's a reality. You yeah. know what I mean? And you know, I know that when Risto was first acquired, I was going back and forth with G about it. And I just said, what does a guy like that do for you? And he's like, people don't understand. There's no analytic that can tell you what a guy like. Because if we're down at one end of the ice and we're getting the shit kicked out of us physically, crushed in front of the net, everything. And then they go down the other end and it's like they're at the country club. He goes, that, there's an effect on us that way. Mm-hmm. When a guy like that is in the opposition, you know he's there. you you got to have your head on a swivel because he will step up at a blue line and take you out. Radko Gudis. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah, Goody exactly. was great at it. Oh, yeah. You have your head on a swivel <clears throat> when yeah. you're playing against Florida Because you knew that he was coming, and sometimes he may be over the line. He may be. Oh, yeah. You know, the reputation and was well-earned. That's in your mind. Oh, oh, that's in your player, mind. You know yeah. that. Uh-huh. Ronaldo was the same way, unpredictable. Yep. Even Steve Downey back in the day. There was, I mean, there obviously been a few of them uh, over time just through the Flyers organization. That, yeah, that's just, yeah. But it's the variable that you just can't quantify, right? It's to like, be honest with you, it's a winning when, variable. Yeah, though. it is, man. It's this. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have it. X factors. It's like not about. Yep. It's not about the fight. It's about the psychology of yeah. accountability, right? It's like knowing that that guy's on the ice or on the bench that you will have to actually maybe deal with this, answer the bell somewhere yeah. down the line. I got this question the other day when I was doing the podcast about, you know, the Flyers self-identifying as a tough team and a hard team to play against, and the guy said, "Why can't they self-identify as a highly skilled team?" I said, "Well, because first of all, you can go out, you can you can self-identify and get toughness." It's easy to get toughness, easier than to go out and get high-end skill. Yeah, you have to get the high-end skill, but yeah. you got to have both. Yeah. If you want to win, if you and win anything, win, you got to have, have both. Sure. So, I mean, we saw it with Tampa. They didn't. Yep. They had no grit, and Torts team swept them, yeah. and then they went out and they got Gaudreau and they got, you know, Coleman, and they go out and they went back-to-back cups and and the rig. Yeah. Yeah. You know, th- that, there's no mistake that that helped them. Right. It abs- every other every skill guy on that team felt a lot more protected with those guys in the lineup. Yeah, no doubt. Sure. Well, even like adding like Corey Perry, uh, you know, like you know, he's, he's like a hundred, but he's like you know, he's got he's, he's feisty, nasty. he's nasty, he's you know, he's oh, hard, yeah. hard with the stick. He may be the against. dirtiest guy in the league in the last twenty years. 100%. To be honest, with you. yeah, even I agree, more than I agree Danny. Yeah, <laughs> a little unpredictable, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. And, and you know what you're get, you're up against? Is he the is he the toughest, best fighter? No, but I mean, but yep. he's hard to play against. And mm-hmm. you got Very a couple of those guys. It's like, Kessler was the same way. Right? Yeah, right. Oh, just Kessler's nasty, nasty. Yeah. Just nasty. What they would do to you? I mean, yeah. to do anything to win. You know. You you remember yep. when uh, um, Corey Perry was playing in uh, Anaheim, and they were playing the Kings, and he and Jeff Carter from the you know London Ontario yeah and Jeff there's a TV timeout Jeff's got his gloves sitting there and Corey Perry reaches over squirts water and both of his gloves yeah. Yeah. Like, just soaks just, up just, just, just a dick and Jeff's like come on man yeah. <laughs> but yeah but he does way worse than that but I just yeah, always yeah. thought that was like, that was like a gentle so gentle yeah if he could have whipped it out and pissed at him yeah, he would have that's a good point but, but I just thought like he'll do anything you know like fucking and it's his buddy game. too right? Yeah, right right like it's right. like I'm gonna do anything to get you on tilt yep yeah, yeah. it's great oh yeah but yeah, yeah you got to have those uh the, i love those, dudes like that yeah you got to have They're those funny guys. to me yeah yeah um i was gonna ask you before we let you go here um you know you've worked with a ton of players uh different personalities coaches who is your favorite player clo- coach anybody players in, easy yeah that's as easy as it gets and that's danny Briere. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, right. um, fair enough yeah. you guys know him i mean yeah. he's just such a Class, I, I say this to his face, like I don't make any bones about it. I've told him before. He's just such a classy guy. Yeah. Um, as a player, he has never changed from player 
to post-career to business operations to now hockey operations. He hasn't changed at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just gives you honest and answers with integrity and delivers them in a way that's never combative or demeaning or he's, he's just right there. You know, he's just a good person. So I, I've always said Danny's been my best interaction, not only in hockey and all sport. Yeah, amazing. Um, I mean, hockey players are the best. The only reason I still do it is because the players are as good as they are. Yeah. yeah. If I was covering baseball or basketball, I would have quit long ago. Yeah, right. Because the players are great guys. Yeah. Like you got. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been around this game your whole life. The sport does not let you get the all big-headed. It just doesn't. The room knocks you down. Yeah. So I think that's the big element of it. But yeah, Danny's always was always great. I've always found a lot of the French Canadian guys I get along with well. Yeah, Gagne yeah. was awesome. Yeah, great guy. You know what I mean? There's been a few. There's only been a few guys that I haven't really meshed well with. Like for some reason, I never meshed well with Kobe with Braden Coburn. I just felt like he just had a look on his face, like resting bitch face with me, <laughs> yeah. and it was just like, resting like bitch. I don't want to answer anything you have to say. You know, like yeah. so I never meshed with them. So I just we just I just started to avoid it. And yeah. Ghost was a guy too. Ghost, yeah. Um in the beginning it was fine, but I was really critical of him after year two. I didn't I thought the league could adapt to him. And I wasn't buying into a lot of the the hype. Because I like I saw a guy that was incredibly what's the what's the right word to describe his game? Um like theatrical or dramatic yeah, the way yeah, he that, played. Yeah, right. So the, there were these crazy plays diving at the blue line to keep it in like a shortstop and crazy goals but i just felt like in the d end like what a mess there's a lot of holes there yeah Yeah, and Mm -hmm. couldn't win a board battle to save his ass right so i was critical i was on the radio at the time and i guess he heard it and he didn't like it so whatever i mean no skin off my ass yeah yeah I guess you have to deal with that in your in your position, right? It's like you got to be anymore. honest, critical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anymore. I don't do the radio show anymore, but you know, I was on the radio for four hours, twenty hours a week. You know, yeah. so Jeez. you say you say some things, you get asked, you give your opinion, and you stand by it. And I mean, there were moments, things that I said on the air that people loved, some that people hated. G and I became closer because of things I said on the radio. I was a big supporter of his. Yeah, um, and he used to ask me about the radio show quite a bit, and then. You know, I mean, I had Phillies players come up to me when I was in the clubhouse one time, asking me if I was the guy that used to do the imitation of Gabe Kapler. Oh yeah, and I was like, I was like, yeah. And he's like, can you do it? And I did it for like three of the guys, and they're like, keep doing it, because <laughs> I did this whole like George Takei thing, like, oh hi, I'm Gabe Kapler, oh bye, you know that whole thing, yeah, right. and the players like fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. So, uh, but yeah, you never like you never know who your audience is, um, and all play like. All the players, they claim, like, oh, we don't read the papers. We don't yeah. listen to the radio. Everybody, Bullshit. Yeah. Everybody's right. They can quote you. for check following the, twi- the Twitter. Yeah. 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 Twitter feeds. yeah. 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 So True. he yeah. had me. Well, Jake had me blocked. So I got caught up in one of his blocks. Oh, yeah. And I never said anything about him. But, like, I was on a tweet that somebody criticized him. So he blocked everybody on it. So uh-huh. I called him out. I texted him and called him out. And he unblocked me. Oh, yeah. no way. Well, I was like, I didn't say shit about you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I must have blocked you by accident. <laughs> and he unblocked me. So yeah. I think a lot of those guys listen and and watch more media than they, they, oh, yeah. they definitely yeah. lead on to. Big time. Yeah. 
Yeah, they want to. They want to hear the scoops. They want to know what's being said. Yeah, yeah, eventually, like if you, you know, if you become friendly with somebody, they t- well, you said this, and I'm like, I thought you didn't listen. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and they, can, they can quote you chapter and verse. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so it's like okay, like when I got denied by Ghost for him to come on and promote the SBCA, I knew something was up. Yeah, and that's when I pieced figured it, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I just want to promote your dog charity, brother. <laughs> you yeah, know, right, I should yeah. help you out. Yeah, I was critical and. It my job, right? Yeah. Well, so. yeah, it's a ch- challenging space, I guess, right? You got to be honest. You got to do your job. It's you're getting yeah, paid it's for, right? Your opinion, your right? Said, you yeah. know, you just, and you got to be authentic, you too. You have to be, yeah. This city knows when you're full of shit. Yeah. yeah. They, they spot a phony a mile away. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only question left is, what am I leaving this fucking place with? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, what mask am I sneaking yeah. out of here uh, from nasty's yeah. cove down um, here? You got the, some great buckets in here. I've got the I've got the the lot of them are in the cave, but we just throw these up for the for the show. Oh, they're beauties. I mean, you got yeah. Angus on that Carter yeah, mask. Carters, you got yeah. Moose's very old school style he there. Made that for me actually um, was awesome. Is this Franny my, did this for my two thousandth game. You see on the top. It's oh like, yeah. So Moose did this for you. Yeah, he wore that. Damn. He wore it for a while. He wore it longer than he was going to, actually. You can see it. Got some, awesome. Took a few flat that, matte finish on it. Yeah. yeah he's like a great guy, mat. too. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Our good buddies. Yeah. yeah. Right on, Jason. Well, I know you uh, you know, have some stuff to take care of and a little trek back home. So we yeah. appreciate you making yeah, this It's great to be here. here. Yeah, man. I watch you guys all the time. And it's weird. I like watching. Like, I don't like to just listen. I, you, I have... I'm subscribed on YouTube and everything. So subscribe on YouTube. I know like 88% of you are not subscribed on YouTube, but you watch this. So subscribe, leave a comment, and like it. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate you. Get the whole riff, right? You got the whole riff. You got to do it. That's how other hockey fans and fans of uh, Philadelphia Flyers find this great content. Um, but, no, I appreciate what you guys do. It's awesome. I love that so many people are talking about the game and the team and everything. And I love the game still. Like, it's got its hooks in me. And uh, I don't think that's ever going to change. Yeah, us, us, us too. And uh, is there anything else you want to promote before you before we let you go? Anything? I do Flyers Daily, and obviously everybody's going to see this content on my Stick to Hockey Live. We're going to share it. Um, uh, the F1 season's kind of in pause mode right now uh, for the off season, but we'll be back uh, in March for that. And I do the OGs podcast with Harry Mays, my old radio partner. Oh. And we're not bound by any rules of the FCC, so we can do whatever the hell we yeah, want. Right. And no program like, director going, you got to talk Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God, enough with the Eagles already. Yeah. Jesus. So, uh, yeah, everything going on, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Awesome, Doing man. a great job, man. Yeah, really good Appreciate job. it. Yeah, we appreciate you. All righty, there we go. The Nasty Knuckles boys. I had so much fun hanging with those dudes. First of all, I like both of those guys just personally. You know, Derek, I've known for so long, and and Riles as well. And the thing about both of those guys is they're just totally authentic. There's no bullshit there. It's just it's the real deal. So the Nasty Knuckles guys, uh, thanks for having me out at the uh, the studio over there at Nasty's and skate shop and everything else um it was a lot of fun talking to those guys i'd love to do some more of those kind of joint episodes with other podcasts as well i i just think there's so many good conversations to have and and just to being able to talk about the game and the team and different people i, I love doing that so 
Um, again, thanks to, to Riley Cote. Thanks to Derek Settlemeyer. Nasty Knuckles uh, is a fantastic podcast. We all like kind of fill a different lane. You know, there's there's all these different flyers and hockey podcasts, but I don't think any of them are kind of redundant where they duplicate the same formula. We've all got kind of got our own thing. It's what we do, you know, whether it's Nasty Knuckles with a former player like, you know, like Riles and a guy that behind the scenes with the organization for so many years and Derek or whether it's, you know, Snow the Goalie. I mean, I give, I give Russ Joy a lot of shit. Um, we'll continue to. Uh, but, you know, the role that that podcast fills with Anthony Sanfilippo and Bundy, who I think we're going to have Bundy next week, talk about his book coming on. Um, and then also, you know, Broad Street Hockey with Charlie and Steph and Kelly and Bill and all those guys do a great job. And there, there's so many to Brotherly Pod with Anthony DeMarco and Dan. I mean, there's so many pods and we're all different. So, like, I don't look at it like, like we're all in competition, but we're all just kind of in the same in the same format, but different deliveries. So I think it's great. I think I did a whole riff about this on Flyers Daily today that I, I think we're the fact that sports radio doesn't talk about hockey or the Flyers because they, they can't for some reason. Well, we know the reason, but you know, the fact that we have all these great on demand content for Flyers and hockey, I think is just awesome. So um, it's one of the great things about the hockey market in Philadelphia. So anyway, let's uh, wrap it up there. We'll be back Monday with another brand new episode. And on Monday's episode, actually, Russ Cohen's going to join us. And I put him up to a very interesting project. Um, and we're going to discuss it on Monday. And here is his mission. The assignment is as follows. And I want to give this to anybody listening, too, if you'd like to complete the assignment. You can always DM me on Twitter at Jason Mert. You can email me at jason.mertitus, M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S, at gmail.com. And what I'm looking for with this assignment is I want the plan. I want the plan, and I want the timeline to bring the Flyers back to prominence, beginning with now, in-season moves, usage, to off-season targets, and opportunities, ancillary front office structure and draft and free agent targets. I mean, a lot of it obviously is going to depend on the draft lottery. But I want people's timeline and plan broken down, like a six-point plan to bring the Flyers back to prominence. I think that might be fun to, to kick around. Anthony DeMarco will join us next week. I think Bundy as well. But um, everybody, have a great weekend. Grab the Bet Parks app. Get on it. Get in all your action. Uh, easy to use. Easy to sign up. Easy to deposit. Faster to win than ever before. Fast payouts. Bets. Uh, you can bet on everything from futures to straight bets, parlays, teasers to live in-game betting, player performances, same-game parlays. You name it. It's all there on the Bet Parks app. So get it today. Download the Bet Parks app. You do need to be over 21 in present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Also visit Conquerville Subaru and Route 202 in Glen Mills. Share a love event. Check out the great Subaru vehicles. Uh, their certified pre-owned inventory service department where you get a free car wash with every visit. Visit ConquervilleSubaru.com. Get all the details there. Visit the showroom of Route 202 in Glen Mills. And remember that Conquerville cares. All right, everybody, have a great, safe hockey weekend. Uh, Flyers in Vegas tonight. And then, I guess, Sunday, they'll be in Arizona. So, busy weekend of hockey on the way. Uh, so, everybody, enjoy the next couple of days. We'll talk to you coming up 
on Monday on a brand new edition of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey. The fame.